Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Susan McCauley, spec fic writer and Disney's Haunted Mansion survivor. Susan is an award-winning writer, producer of paranormal fantasy and horror films for adults, young adults, and middle-grade audiences and readers. She fell in love with writing theater and film but she was eight years old. She loves travel, animals, movies, theater, psycho, and books, of course. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. I got all caught up in that she fell in love with writing theater and film, because I read it as she fell in love with writing theater, but I suppose that's also true, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, I love it all, but I still, I love fiction. Fiction and screenwriting, those are my two favorites. That's amazing. I love it, I love it. My- yeah, theater friends don't get mad at me. I still <laughs> like plays. I guess, I mean, you can still like plays even though you don't really want to write them as much. I mean, I think that's fair. Right. I mean, I just, I'm not as comfortable in that, you know, in that area, but I still it's like a different it. different genre. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is. totally different genre. So about that Disney's Haunted Mansion ride, um, yes. were your parents afraid they scarred you for life? Well, my mother, I don't remember. I remember being on the ride when I was three. But according to my mother, she said that I really begged them to go into that haunted house. I don't remember this. And that they reluctantly took me. Uh And I remember at the end of the ride. Have you been on the ride? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we love that. Okay. Well, you know how you have a friend with you at the end of the ride, right? Uh Uh-huh. Friend. Yeah. Okay, so I, yeah, a friend. So I um, remember cowering on the floor by my parents' legs at that point on the ride, absolutely terrified. And then we get off, and the first thing I did was beg them to take me again. That's so cool. So I don't know why. I don't know why. I was absolutely frightened. To this day, I occasionally have bad dreams with that friend coming home with me. But it just... (laughs) captured my imagination and I was like I have to go again and now it's still my favorite ride at Disney that's so cool well that's kind of what Disney does well right they really do capture your imagination absolutely I mean that ride is old and it's still absolutely brilliant it still works still works it does it does so like based on your education that seems pretty evenly balanced between like professional writing and radio and television do you have trouble choosing between these two awesome things as far as writing, mm-hmm. you I mean, I've kind of always, on. well, I'm starting the second book in the Merlin's Apprentice series soon. And so that's, that's fiction, upper middle grade fiction, straddles YA. Uh, and then I'm also starting a new screenplay, but with a, a sometimes writing partner um, mm-hmm. that I've got another feature in development with. So I just, he and I have got a feature in development and it's just been, you know, it's called development hell and it is very much in development hell, but it's going forward. It's just taking time. And so he, I, I texted him. I was like, I, I miss writing stuff with you. I want to do something. And so, you know, we have, we have a few companies we pitched to that really, really liked the script, not the ones that ultimately signed us with it. And they were like, well, come bring us something again. So I was like, okay, let's come up with you know, a script that this certain company we think would like, and then we could pitch it to them. And so we're going to work on, on that together. So that will, I think, help me. So when, it, when I work on, I'm working on the synopsis right now that I'm going to send it to him to give his, you know, take on. So while he's got it, I can work on the fiction and then we'll go back and forth. So that's what I'm attempt to accomplish in the next year. Oh, that's pretty cool. Back and forth with projects. That works for me too. It keeps the productivity going. 
It does. It does. And some, I know sometimes younger writers will ask about, you know, writer's block. And of course I get it. And you sometimes just learn to push through it. But if I really, really, really am stuck, I'll just switch to another project for a few days or a week just to keep the creative juices going and I can write, but I'm at least taking a break from the thing that had me stumped. That's true. That's a good lesson for young writers, right? Because if you stop, it is so hard to start again. Absolutely. So and if I'm hard. like totally stumped, I'll just write an email or I'll write a letter. Mm-hmm. It's it's still writing. It's it's keeping me going. Getting you at that keyboard, man. I like it. Absolutely. So did you finish a book or a script first? What's the first thing you finished? Script. Screenplays, for sure. I did my 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 first master's degree was in screenwriting. Um, at USC. I'd actually written a screenplay that was horrible before I went to USC. Oh, no. And then um, and then I wrote, I worked on one before and it was part of my submission packet and they accepted me. And then I improved on that one as my thesis project. But you know, my mother loves that script. It's a vampire script. Mm-hmm. Of course, vampires have come in and out of vogue. They but do, um, yep. my mom's like, I love that script. And I'm like, I've learned so much. I have to totally revise it before it goes anywhere. <laughs> So I just haven't had the time or the inclination to go back and, and redo that script. But I mean, it's a good story. I just need to really work on the characters. That's awesome. Yeah, we have to definitely get a um, our, our moms, right? Our moms being supportive is the best thing ever, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. is. I adore it. it I is. have the best moms, let me tell you. Um, so for your first book, how long did yes. it take you to finish it? Oh, See, that's hard because mm-hmm. the first book, you know, really, I don't even remember which one is very first. I know the idea for the first Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's the first one is actually not published yet. Um, so it was on and off for four or five years, mm-hmm. I think. And then I didn't want to leave that world. It's the first in a trilogy. It's fantasy. And... Um, then I didn't want to leave the world, so then I ended up writing what's become Merlin's Apprentice, the Mage, as a as a spinoff, but it's a prequel. Oh, interesting. And then that sat for a while, um, and then I, I wrote the Ghost Hunters and everything else. But the germ of the idea for those very first books was when I was teaching um, middle grade in in uh, England, mm-hmm. and I was at this old private school, and they had this library that was like. It wasn't falling apart, but it was they didn't use it and they had you know plants growing up, but and the, the faculty would tell the students it was haunted, so the students wouldn't mess with the building. And then they told me they did have some paranormal activity in the school itself. And so I thought, oh my gosh, a ghost in a school. And so that character will actually appear in the book that's not out yet, which will come out hopefully in a few years. Um, mm-hmm. but that's where the, the, the ideas for some of the ghosts started in the middle grade fiction, because the middle grade students were just, you know, so easily scared, but fun at the same time and all their silliness and practical jokes. So I can mix a little bit of humor with the spooky. Right. And it works and really love, well with middle grade. Yeah, it does. And I love it when, I mean, it's hard to reach that middle grade audience sometimes without, you know, a vast network of librarians and teachers, right. but when kids' parents email me or they and say, my kid, my son was a reluctant reader and he was reading in the back of the car, or he one I got, he was sat out at recess to read your book, that just makes every struggle worth it. I get so happy because it's just like, yay. That's awesome. You're like, that's, that's why I'm doing I, this. Yes, that's one reason I love middle grade. 
That's wonderful. So in your Ghost Hunter series, because that's the middle grade one, right? That's middle grade, yep. So ghosts are part of life in that world you built. Like they're just a normal part of the life. So yes, like are. accepted, right? Like people know that they are there. Why did you decide to go that route instead of the usual, you know, people are non-believers and just a few believe? Well, it's, it's part of the society and the, honestly, it's not really a class structure, but there's like a very small percentage of the population that can actually see and feel them. So like 98% of the people know that ghosts are real because they've seen what they can do, but they can't see them. So they're very much at the mercy of the psychics, which is a class, a psychic class, and they don't like that, but they especially don't like it because the psychics are the ones in Victoria, Victorian times that tore the veil between the living and the dead. So they're actually the reason for the problem. They caused this whole darn thing. Uh They caused the whole darn thing, and now they're the only ones they can look to for helping with it. And so it, you know, nobody. So for the my protagonist, he doesn't. He's twelve. He doesn't want to be a psychic. He's really glad. By the time you're ten years old in in Ghost Hunters, if you're not psychic, you're not going to be a psychic. You're going to be. It never, very, very, very rarely ever happens after age ten. And so he's twelve. He's happy. He's you know popular school, great with sports. Mm -hmm. And then he gets in a car accident and he wakes up seeing and hearing ghosts. And so he becomes everything he didn't want to be. And so not only does he have to deal with seeing these scary things sometimes, he's also got to deal with his internal, I don't want anything to do with this, but I have to deal with it. So how does he manage that internal struggle along with having lost somebody close to him when he was in the accident? Because to me, like we talked about goosebumps and I love some of the scares and goosebumps, but I wanted it to be a lot deeper than just a plot. You wanted that emotional baggage. Like we we need that emotional. To me, when they're always like, you know, what are the stakes in the story? I'm like, man, emotional stakes are real, people. Like these are real things, you know? They are. And even though it's kind of scary, I hope kids will walk away going, okay, yeah, we can lose people we love and it hurts and it sucks, but there's hope. Yeah. There is hope. Maybe we going. really do go on. I mean, I certainly believe that, but I hope they'll walk away thinking maybe we really do live on and I'll see them again. So and I think that's part of the core of why I write about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Everybody usually asks me that. And I, I'm like, I, I don't know 100% sure, but I really think that's part of it. <laughs> makes sense to me. It's hope, hope is one of the things we want people to get out of our work. So that makes sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So in this one, Alex, so that's who you're talking about, right? The main character. First of all, I love that you call him X because our son's name yes. is Alexander and we call him Xander, right? And it's spelled with oh, an X. Awesome. So we have the, so I love that you, that, that he's just called X by his friends. I, I have that. to tell you really quickly, that character was originally named Ethan and right like a month before that book was published, my son, Alex came <laughs> to me and said, mom, please, I want a character named after me. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yes. And so I changed the name and it took me a good year to start thinking as the character as Alex instead of Ethan. Instead of Ethan. So it's now Alexander Ethan Lenard. I don't think I ever say that in the book, but in my head, that's what it is. You're like, it's still there. So, I've got all of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I wanted a nickname. So we call Alex, Alex. I mean, it's Alexander. We call him Alex. But I just, X just worked for the character. I love it. Especially because he's, you know, doing sports, right? So some kind of cute little nickname is almost required, right? Absolutely. I love it. Well, speaking of sports, he's playing ghost ball. So I'm very curious because it kind of just looked like football. What's the difference? So ghost ball is is like soccer or our our British friends football. 
And um, but instead, it's like a ball, but they they use sigils on the ball to trap a poltergeist inside the ball. So oh, the poltergeist will actually make it'll make the ball move on its own. So it presents more challenges. So a player <laughs> could kick it, but then the poltergeist can zip it this way and that way. So it's it's much more active. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Because I, I so. didn't get a chance to read the whole book yet, but I did some research. And I was like, this is fascinating. What is this? Oh, that is fun. I love it. I love it. And um, then I'm not going to give anything away, but they do use the ghost balls as part of their ghost hunting later. What? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's so clever. Except now I'm feeling bad for the poor, poor, poor poltergeist stuck okay, in that see, ball. No, see, I was worried about that, too. And that's why I was very clear. It's a poltergeist, not a ghost, because you'll see if you, there's, a, there's a glossary. So poltergeists are some sort of um, paranormal energy. But whether they were ever human or not is not really known. But they don't have emotional. Because oh. I that struggled nice. with that as a writer. I'm like, I can't trap a person in a ball. Right? <laughs> Even if they're causing them kicking havoc. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, very cool. Very cool. All right. I, I feel better too. So thank you. Thank you. Especially being yes. middle grade. It could be a human trapped Absolutely. in there if it was adult dark or something, you know? So yeah. Right, yeah right, I'm, right. I'm glad you thought of that. Um, but now I want to switch a little bit and talk about the YA book, um, In the Devil's Tree. And in yes. that one, you've got the teenagers, they go to take pictures in front of a creepy old tree that's like supposedly haunted. Um yes. And I totally related to this setup because my daughter and her boyfriend love to go to old abandoned places to take pictures. So I'm wondering, yes. what do you think the attraction is to these kind of places? I mean, teens, you definitely hear like wanting to go into graveyards, go into haunted places. They seem to want, not all of them, mm -hmm. but I've noticed a few, quite a few good, that they want to feel that, feel scared. Why do they want to feel, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe to come out the other side to say, I conquered that fear. Maybe to prove to themselves they can do it. Well, I guess that makes sense because as a teenager, you're still trying to figure out where your limits are and, you know, what you like Absolutely. and what you don't. Oh, Absolutely. Because it totally rang true for me. And then I was like, wait, why is that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, that's a great question. Because I'm all like, abandoned place? No way, that floor's going to break and I'm going to die. Like, it doesn't even, you know, but as a teenager, they're all like, ooh, and I have no doubt, I, I spent my fair share in cemeteries as a teenager, too. So, But also, I'm, I mean, yeah. my son and I were talking about this recently. A lot of, you know, teenagers don't think they're, I mean, obviously, we all know we're going to die at some point, but they don't really feel that. So they can go put themselves in a scary situation and, you know, boost their adrenaline and they all get crazy and laugh and they're spooked. But then mm -hmm. they're safe. Right. No, it I just reminds some... me. Sorry, no, no, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, it just reminds me, I taught, when I was teaching some young high school students, I think they were like 14, 15 in, in England, and uh, we did The Woman in Black. I taught the book and then the play, and then we went and saw the play, and oh. they were so scared. They were hysterical. They're like 15, jumping up and down, going, you're going to sleep with your mom tonight to each other. <laughs> but they were laughing. So it was it was really awesome and fascinating just to watch the psychology of it. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, let's face it, you can't be a good writer if you're not interested in psychology. How else do you Absolutely. create these characters, right? Like it's part of the gig. So it has, it has to be, I think. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I'm I was fascinated. I I love your explanation. Um, so with your 
your other love being TV and movies. We talked about mm-hmm. books a lot. You know, we do this on the podcast. I don't know, you know, writers and stuff. Oh. But uh, yes. let's face it. We writers also consume a lot of content, right? That's also part Absolutely. of the things that we do. So with your your love, your other love being TV and movies, which of your worlds would you make into a movie and which would you turn into a TV series? That is that, that one is easy for me to answer. Okay. Um, the Ghost the Ghost Hunter series would be mm-hmm. great for TV. There's actually a TV pitch deck. A couple producers are interested, but you know Netflix overextended themselves. They're cutting back on making content, so I think it's probably going to just hang out for a while. There's other streaming services, granted, but with the economy the way it is, we'll see. But definitely well, hang out for a while is kind of Hollywood's mo, right? Like. That's absolutely. Uh, yeah, it yeah. could take 20 years, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the devil's tree would make a great teen film. And I've actually thought about adapting it. Um, and then the other one the demon Taylor, my adult horror would make a great horror film. So, and I really want to adapt both of those for the screen for film. And I just don't know which TV. I don't know the TV writing as, and I don't, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable writing a pilot or anything like that. So I definitely want a showrunner to take that on and, you know, run with that. Um, But screenplays. Yes. I love writing. I love adapting. No, I have to say, like, growing up, I always loved, you know, horror and fantasy and sci-fi, and there was almost nothing. The technology didn't exist, and when it did, it was just too expensive. They couldn't produce it. You know, we had right. Star Trek, and that's about all we had, right? Like, there, there was Absolutely. nothing else on TV. Yeah. Um, so it, it was. it's kind of cool to see now when you go on Netflix, and there's so much fantasy there and is. sci-fi there and is. horror, and it's just – it's it's – I don't know. I just feel like I'm living in a really lucky time where, you know, geeks get to really, really thrive on these stories coming to life. I love, I love, I love all that. Comic-Con San Diego's gotten huge and given a huge outlet. I'm hopefully going to go next year and have a panel. I'm working on that. We'll see. Um, But um, we're going to tell you don't go and come to Dragon Con instead, just for the record. Oh, I want to go to Dragon Con. That's on my list. Yes, we go every Um, Oh, I really want to. I was telling my husband about that recently. Yeah, we just bought a new car because we were afraid our other car wasn't going to make it this year. This is how much Dragon Con affects our life. I I understand. I got a new car <laughs> because mine was getting old. And I was like, I told my husband, I can't drive to book signings in other cities right now. I don't feel safe with this car. So we got a new one. But um, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, totally get it. of TV sci-fi and stuff is what we're talking about. San Diego Comic Con. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I also think it's really interesting is how streaming has changed the industry so much. I mean, we used to have these like epic movie stars like, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, George Clooney. They're obviously still there. But now with Netflix and all these like, you know, genre shows, there are like they're not micro stars, but they're stars on a different level. And there's so many more of them. So like there's stars of fantasy. There's stars of horror. There's stars of drama, stars of comedy. They're just yes. It's really interesting. It's really changed the whole industry. Yeah, of everything, not just TV, but also of um, books. Because, you know, it used Absolutely. to be you'd ha- you had to sell a million books to actually get somewhere. And we can sell yeah. 15,000 and be doing really well. So yes. it, it opens up the genres, right? It opens it up to so many more things. Not that I would say no to selling a million books, but it is not necessary exactly. to make a career. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 kind of nice that it's changing all. So opening up the playing field is what I would say. It is. Just it watch is. out for the poltergeist. Just warning you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so is there anything you're working on that you're over the moon excited about? 
There is something which is actually, I'm really excited. It's hysterically funny that I'm doing this. It was a fluke. It's going to be my debut picture book and it has nothing to do with speculative fiction. <laughs> it is, I know, um, a producer friend of mine had posted on Facebook that a friend of his was looking for somebody to do a picture book. So I'm like, okay, I know lots of author, author illustrators. Let me see if I can connect her with somebody. So he connected me to her and she told me it, she had this, a dog. I'm not going to give too much away, but she had a dog who was just like her best friend was there through a bad illness. And they spent three months living at the Beverly Hills hotel while she recovered. And she was all, she, her name's Andrea Eastman. She was um, a Hollywood super agent. She rep represented Sylvester Stallone and Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman and all these people. And so she's like, we're, we're talking about the dog in the book. And I'm like, well, I could hook you up with an author illustrator. And as we talked and got along, she's like, I want you to do it. And I was like, I was like terrified inside, but I was like, I've written picture books before. I've just never had one published, but I've written them uh -huh. before. And I'm like, okay, yes, I can do it. And she was like, okay, I want you to. And I'm like, okay. And so it's actually turned out really, really, really well. It's super cute. I have no idea how I'm going to slate it in with my paranormal branding and horror stuff. But I think it's just going to be a book for younger readers. That's not, I mean, I'm a writer. I should be able to write, you know, a lot of different things. Right. Anyway, so so it's um, it, the illustrator's still working now. In fact, right before we started the show, when we were doing sound check. That's who was like sending me like I was getting to see a sneak peek of the cover. Um, so, so so I'm really exciting. excited about it. Um, it's Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and we're the Beverly Hills Hotel is doing a book launch for us in December. That is so fun. It is going to be just fun and exciting, and I'm hoping we're going to make it a family friendly event. People might be able to bring their dogs. I'm not sure. What well, happens? Family know the... friendly, right? It's picture book. <laughs> Absolutely. But the yeah. hotel's gonna set it all up and do what, you know, do what they they think will work the best for the hotel. So I'm like, that's I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be a beautiful, super cute book. Oh, so exciting. That is so much it fun. Is. And it is who you know, right? That was just the proof. She was like, um, you're a writer and I like you. So you do it. You know, like it just it, it's a perfect illustration of why you put yourself out there. It is. And I've also heard so many times like people who've become really successful, they've been asked to do things they didn't feel comfortable with, but they didn't say no. They said yes. And they figured out a way to make it happen. And yep. that was running through my mind. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes, because that's what I want. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. And I'm really, I'm I really, really, it. really happy with the story. I think it's, it's turned out well. The editor's happy with it. Andrea's happy with it. So. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, my number one goal is that Andrea and the hotel are thrilled with it. That's what I want the most. And then after that, of course, I hope the readers love it. That's perfect. I love it. Where'd you find the illustrator? Uh, well, that was an intensive process. Because oh, um, I have, I own a, I own a small publishing company. So I told Andrea, I can write it and we can do traditional, mm -hmm. or I can write it and we can do. I, my publishing company can produce it. I said traditional could take about two years after we get the deal, mm -hmm. or I can get it done in a year. And she said, I'm not waiting that long. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> done. And so <laughs> I just did. I you know through SCBWI, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Oh, good um, choice. Yes that some Facebook groups, you know, and we found lots of brilliant illustrators, you know, some for an indie book were out of the price range, starting at like 25,000 
for illustrations, yeah, which crazy. Yeah. Right. If you're scholastic, great. I mean, I get it, but we don't have, you know, that marketing machine behind us. So we found a phenomenal illustrator in the Philippines who's um, doing a beautiful job. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So exciting. Well, you have to let yes. us know when it launches and we'll share it on our, on our uh, Facebook page and stuff. So thank you. I will out. for sure. Cause we don't do any children's books yet. So, but we have lots of people that have children, including myself who has nephews that she loves to buy stuff for. So oh, awesome. So let us know. Awesome. We'd love to see. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Friday says she's got three kids who can test it too. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah, we've got lots of picture books. That would be great. Or picture book uh, readers. So that would be awesome. And then Spike asked, asked if uh, if you write just YA. And we're like, no, because you write YA and middle grade and adult and now picture books. So I guess picture you just books. cover all of it. I, I do. My focus is definitely paranormal horror fantasy. But obviously this picture book and there's, you know, I have a couple other picture book ideas and they're not um, they're not genre fiction. So who knows? Well, we need Maybe more genre picture books. I think you should do genre I, I picture have, books. I have an idea for a genre picture book. Um, but I'm not going to share it, but I have an idea. I just need to work on it. Yeah. We figured once would, we're nice and solid, we're going to open up a child's, uh, children line oh, and cool, cool. for our, for our publishing company for Curse Dragon Chip. So we're going to open up a child line. We're going to call it Dragon's Egg. I love it. It's that cute, so right? Cute. Yeah. We awesome. have to open it just to call it that. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Not yet. I love it. <laughs> We're stretched thin already. Just for the record, every time I mention that, my husband's like, oh, please don't do that right now. Hold on. Don't. Please. Not oh. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Try not to overextend. Um, uh, well, that's exciting. That was a that was a cool answer for what you're excited about. Now we're all excited. Um, so speaking about I know, but stuff, unexpected, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was why it was so exciting. Right. It's like, oh, I have another yeah. paranormal fantasy coming out. It was like, no, guess what I have. Um, so is there, um, what authors have inspired you along the way? Definitely C.S. Lewis. As oh. a kid, one of my babysitters would tell these amazing stories and I didn't realize it because I hadn't read Narnia yet that she was using his, you know, through the wardrobe platform oh, yeah. for her stories. And I was just absolutely captivated. Um, and so then when I read, you know, the whole Narnia series, I loved that, um, also, Battle in the Langle, uh, the swiftly tilting planet, the wind in the door, wrinkle in time. Gotcha. I mean, I know it's sci-fi sci fantasy, but that really, I mean, that her books were the first that kept me up all night. Wow. It's like, I must know what happens. Yes. And also, it's not, I mean, it's adventure, but Little House of the Prairie. Um, oh, yeah. My mom, she read those to me as a kid, and those really just fascinated me. I well, think that had the character the emotional part. Yeah, absolutely. The character emotional part, the, the overcoming hardships, obstacles, odds, and surviving and thriving through it. Yeah, those really. And then the other ones that I still I got for my son, they are out of print. The uh, values books. You remember they're the white books and they have like Louis Pasteur and Helen Keller and they're like cartoonish oh, yes. and they have like, yes, I loved those. I think I read all and of them. And I went on eBay and got as many as I could for my son. Um, yeah, they have new ones now them. that have these little biographies, but they're, they're I almost want to say scant. Like, they don't really dive into it. You know, it's like I get more information on Wikipedia, you know? Use right, simple language right. for kids, but there should be more stuff in there. And also the value books I like, too, because they focus on a theme. Like Louis Pasteur, it's, it's perseverance. 
And so it, it tells his story from that angle. So the kids can really learn what that means and how he overcame. And like same with Helen Keller was determination. Mm-hmm. Those were my two favorites. So now that's a good um, play. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Miracle worker. Yeah. yeah that's a good play. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, we met you at a book event um, at Copper yes. Hill. And then we yes. were lucky enough to see you at Horror Fest this weekend. That was so funny. Yes, that, Go to see Jay Mazer. <laughs> She's like, Susan McCulley's here. I'm like, what? I interview her. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I wanted to hug you. I just, there was so much going on. I don't even know which day. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. And it was crowded. It was, it was yeah. crazy. Saturday it was beautiful. Was- it was. Yeah, I love to see it. I'd love to see people back, people actually meeting, you know, doing all these things. And I'm wondering, so this is an event where you can actually meet your fans, right? You can actually see things. You can find new ones. Um, what do you think is the importance of actually seeing these fans face to face? Oh, my gosh. I just love talking to the readers and seeing what they like and seeing their excitement. And I, I was just thinking today, I mean, hopefully I'll become really, really successful, but I don't care how successful I become. I want to keep doing these kinds of events just because it's so much fun getting to interact with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're not reading your book, you don't have anything. You've got to interact with them. I mean, they're the readers make it all happen Mm -hmm. without them. I'd be writing in a void. Yeah. I mean, I'd write anyway, because I have to write, but I want people to read my books. (laughs) It's more, it's more fun if you can share. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. I love it. I love seeing people. I love, I love finding the right book for them too. Like, you know, if you come by, cause I have a paranormal thriller, but it's definitely for adults. And I, you know, I, like you said, with your book, that's definitely for adults. You know, you make sure they know. And I do the same thing. It's not like, please buy my book. Cause I really want this $15, you know, it's more about what do you like to read? Come on. I'm going to set you up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I've like I've I've told people no to the the demon tailors. I'm just and I've talked. I'm like, let me talk to your mom first, and mm-hmm. the mother will come over. And they're like, no, I won't buy you that one. And I'm like, put it on your list when you're older, but not right now, because yeah. Yep. Yeah. I tried to steer them. This one is good. You can read this one. <laughs> I bet yes. I I did have to ask one kid. She was like so excited for my books, but I could tell she was too young, not just for mine, like any of them on the table. She could not have been more than eight. And now she could oh, have been an advanced reader. You never know. Right. And right. I do have some that's YA safe. So I had to actually like, you know, talk to her. I was like, oh, yeah. And then which title do you like? But she couldn't read the title. Oh, wow. And okay. I was like, mm. and and she was she was eight. I asked her and I was like, mm, well, you know, we'll, we'll write some other stuff later. That'll be great for you, but we're not ready for this. And then she walked right. away. My first thing was, can I take her home? Cause how could she not read the title? You know, like yeah. I'm going to take her home. Yeah. This kid will be reading by the time I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, and then sometimes I know like my friend, Caitlin helps me a lot and she's mm-hmm. invaluable. And I, I know some ki- people with parents with kids are walking by and she goes, Hey, do you like to read? And the woman like looked at us and goes, no. And they kept on walking. And I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> That's oh. why I always ask. We always ask, what do you like to read? Yes. Because it's not a yes or no question, right? It's one of those sales yes. techniques. But we yes. are still shocked by how many people say, I don't read. I don't read. read. I'm yeah. like, I shouldn't be shocked. I've seen the statistics. It's, but it's it still shocks me. It's It's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I do I presentations know. at school, I talk to the kids about, you know, just reading one book, how much it improves their, their grades, how much it improves their, you know, focus and emotion. And I was struggling getting my son to read this summer. And then he started mm-hmm. the Hunger Games and he finished it in three days. 
He like binge read it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I could be, maybe you haven't found the thing you like. Right. Exactly. I see that, but just, I don't yes. read it. I'm like. There's gotta be something. What do you like? What do you like? Yeah, right. Something. Might not be my stuff. It could be anything, you know, it could be memoirs could be, you really like. Yeah. It could be sports. It could be horses. It could be whatever. Anything. It's out there. It yes. is out there. Uh-huh. Go it's experience something new. Yes. Um, so I don't know. It's just me. I try not to be judgmental, but that question gets me no. every time. <laughs> yeah, no, I just feel sad for the, I feel sad for the kids and the parents. It's like, it's, you know, hurting their future. I want them to, to read and excel. Yes. Yes. Oh, question though. Cause you do a lot of these events, obviously, right? You like them. Do you ever notice yes. when you get a group that goes by and they're all completely ignoring your table, except that one kid, it's almost always a girl, but it isn't always a girl, um, teenager that just like looks at your table and you're like, ah, yes. The reader. <laughs> yes. The reader. Oh, yeah. So you get the opposite, yes. right? You get that. You're like, I was her. I totally get her, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And sometimes so. I'll see a group coming and I'll kind of know in my head which one is going to be interested. And I'm 90% right. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. It's actually fun. Like you said, like we were talking earlier about knowing psychology. It's almost yes. like we're, we're still looking, you know, just, just we're, we're taking note. We're you know, noticing the way people move, we're noticing the way they that they speak, we're noticing all these things. So when we create these characters, they feel real. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to relate to them. Right. That's one thing. I, I don't know any writers that I enjoy their work that don't have a certain amount of empathy. You you've yes. got to put yourself in their shoes. Absolutely. So you, you you've got to. Otherwise, nothing feels real. Hey, mm -hmm. did you see here? Did, quick, quick, funny note about Twitch. Um, it says uh, she, um, she blows me away in many ways when she was talking about her uh, Sophia, who's dyslexic, but she loves to read. She even reads to the cat because she wants to oh, read so that's much. That's awesome. So she put she blows me away in many ways, and uh, the moderator modded that line because it thought that it might be some kind of sexual based terms. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, they're trying to protect us. Oh, huh? Yes. That's right. Safe will fix it. I love it. Sorry, sorry. Side note. Welcome to technology. No, that's okay. That's <laughs> um, funny. It, I, I was quite amused. The So what did we... Oh my gosh. I think we're just about done. How about what do you like to do when you're not producing or consuming content? Uh, taekwondo. <laughs> taekwondo, yes! Taekwondo. That's um, so fun. Yeah, do you like, I, I mean, how I've, do you do it? Do you do it for fitness? Do you do it for discipline? Do you do it well, I've worked, just to get out of the house? I've worked, like, out for, I've worked out for years. And my son, really, he needed something. In his, he needed an outlet for physical aggression. He's got ADHD and for energy. And he also needed more discipline and structure. And so I tried for years to get him to do it. And finally, when he was 10, three and a half years ago, I got him to take it. And it was that summer, it was like parents free all summer if you sign up. So two weeks after he started, I started. And I'd, I, took, I took Taekwondo when I was eight. And mm -hmm. I only got to my white, my white belt with a yellow stripe. And so I didn't get very far. And I was like, you know, I really, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And so now, after three and a half years, we're both black belts. That's and awesome. we're going... Yeah, we're going to test for first degree. So we're solid black now. We test for first degree black belt in less than a month. Oh, well, we're rooting for you. You've got it. You've got it. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So that's one thing. I mean, I do quite a bit is taekwondo, gym. It just makes me feel better. It's probably for focus and feeling better. 
That's pretty cool. Those are good reasons, if you ask me. So I, I used to scuba dive a lot. Oh, oh, yeah, I like to swim. Yes. I used to scuba. When I lived in California, I'd scuba dive, not every weekend, but a lot. And I loved that. But um, after I had my son, I was like, I need life insurance. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't keep scuba diving and keep my life insurance. So um, I've only do snorkeling and uh, breath hold diving now. Oh, that's cool. Well, the water's a lot warmer here. <laughs> it is. It yeah, is. It's very cold warm. in California, but beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, too cold. Um, the uh, I have a thing about cold. Sorry, the audience well knows my not liking cold. Oh, a nice um, seven mil wetsuit, hoodie, hooded vest. <laughs> just the idea. They'll it'll be touching my face. I will die. Um, I'll sit on the boat and look at all the cool sharks and seals and the whales and all the fun stuff. Cause I have to say you have a lot more awesome, you know, wildlife out there. So I can see why scuba diving would have been so much fun, but, um, no, yeah, I can't, it's pretty, can't do it. Um, but you know, we have reached the lightning round section. So nicely done. You've handled all of our very hard hitting newsworthy questions. So well done. Awesome. Thank you. So now for our quick ones, you know, the ones we really care about. Ready? Yes. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> um, chocolate. Chocolate okay. brownie. How about that? Oh, there you go. Even better. Nicely done. Nice yeah. last minute save. So it wasn't too boring. I like it. Can zombies yeah. climb? No. no. No, they shouldn't. All right. No. Steven agrees with you. What is your favorite fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Excellent. I can Chicken at least chicken. get something moderately healthy there. <laughs> I was getting mad to go to Sonic and I'm like, can't I have like actual vegetables on things? Yeah. <sighs> um, the, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, geez. I'd have multiple houses. <laughs> um i love 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 london part of my heart's in london but i also love things about things about los angeles like the weather and and you know the weather and how and, and the beautiful coastline i mean i love those two but i haven't also at the same time i haven't i mean i've traveled quite a bit but i would really have to travel a lot more before i could give you a single answer until one place. I like it. You haven't right. found your true love, just places you really, really like. Yeah. I loved London. I mean, I got a little tired of the city after two and a half years because of all the crowds, but I really loved living there with all the history and the culture. And That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's on our bucket list. We still haven't been to the UK yet. That's uh, lovely. It's, yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're very excited. The airport doesn't count, Zafo. Zafo went like this for all of you watching. <laughs> Hey, 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 um, I, I uh, spent a week in Henley-on-Thames. Thank you. Oh, that's right. I forgot you went for work. That's right. Never mind. He's been. I have not. You've I've got to totally go. forgot about that one. I will. It's on my list. It's on my list. But he was there for work, so we didn't get to see much except George Harrison's house. He got to see that. Um, how do you like to cool off in the summer? Jump in the pool. We do have a pool. Good choice. It's almost a requirement uh, in Texas and, at this time of year. Yes, especially this summer, which has been absolutely horrific. It's been hot for everyone, right? You know, at least yes. we have pools. 
when they were talking yes. about London hitting those huge, you know, they were like hitting five, but they don't even have air conditioning. I'm like, oh, they no, don't no, have no, that's torture. That was horrible. Right. I I was there one year where they had been the hottest since the 1700s. And I had like my fan like sank into the lacquer on my table and there were like these foot spots. And then I ended up coming home to Texas where it was hotter, but at least we had air here. Yeah, it makes absolutely miserable. Yeah, it does. Well, it's not going to get any better. So it's time to start putting air in in London, just for the record. Uh, Yeah. Um, What is your least favorite chore around the house? Probably just the epic loads and amounts of laundry that come with being a mother and a wife. Yes. Those are our two answers over and over again. Laundry and dishes. Things we can yes. never and avoid. And a pet parent. A pet parent as well. So that produces more laundry. I feel you. My cat wants to cuddle when I'm wearing black. I'm like, can we cuddle later? I've got something to do today. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And finally, where can fans find you and your work? Oh, yes. Um, well, my books are pretty much at all the bookstores, but you can find me and the books um, on my website which is www.sbmacaulay.com. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Now that Susan is your new favorite author, please make sure to review her work. You can also review us wherever it is you get podcasts. You can also subscribe on um, cursedragonship.com slash YouTube or follow us on twitch.tv slash cursedragonship. And we'll see you next week with um, Dan Gilmore.